put me in a state of worry where I couldn't sleep, like I'm scared that they're going to come garnish my checks or, you know, God forbid, if something happens to my job, I lose my job, then what, then I'd be really stuck in a rock and hard place. So it, it was a lot of, it was a lot of stress on me um, mentally um, and physically because I would kind of get sick at times just worrying about paying those bills. Um, and this is a situation I put myself and I can't blame anybody else but myself because I put myself in that situation. So that, it was a stressful time at the moment before I found right back. Welcome to Real Stories, Journeys of Financial Wellness. I'm your host, Crystal Lugazima. Before we introduce our guest today, imagine the following scenario. You're in your favorite retail store. You're about to make a purchase, and you're given the chance to get a nice discount. The only catch? Just sign up for the store's credit card. Our guest, Bernita, was in that exact spot. She didn't think she'd get approved for the card, but figured why not? What happened next was only the beginning. Let's join Bernita on her financial journey. Renita, welcome to Real Story. So glad you could join us here today. And yeah, yeah you're welcome. So before we, we we jump into your experience with debt and eventually working with Green Path, I always like to rewind a little bit to get a better sense into uh, what it was like growing up specifically around money. So what was your experience with money growing up? So growing up with money in our family was, you know, I was raised by my well, backup. I was raised by my grandparents, so they were very good with money and delegating and how you should spend your money wisely. Um, I, of course, at that time when I was young, I didn't get that gene because I was a little frugal with my money. But she always said, you know, whatever you do, either it came down to your allowance or working, always take every time you get paid either five dollars or ten dollars and put it away. And then as you make more money put more money away each time you get paid. I did that for a while, but when I got into like the teenage years where I had my own job, I just wanted to buy stuff because it was my own money. So I didn't save like I should have. Um, But that was pretty much growing up in that era. They were more, you know, stringent teaching financial wellness better than what I followed in my younger years as opposed to now my adult years. So. Do you remember, like, did you have an awareness of of what was taught or was it just sort of like you were younger and you just really weren't aware at that time? I was aware what was taught, but being the stubborn child I was, I was like, you know, if I don't have it, grandma gave it to me. So I was kind of spoiled in that way, Um, which is not it's a good thing and a bad thing, I should say. But after a while, I started to be more aware that if I want this, I need to save my money to get what I want and not depend and fall back on, well, if I don't have it, Granny will get it for me. So I was aware of it, but I didn't follow it to the T standards that I should have when I was younger. Mm-hmm. 
And then that kind of leads directly into your first experience applying for a credit card, because I understand that it was sort of done on a lark and you weren't necessarily expecting much from it. So what happened? So we were out in the mall and I was shopping at this store and, they, you know, they asked you most time you go to the store. Hey, you know, you can apply for this and that and get 50 percent off of your purchase. I'm like, eh, no, you know, my credit's not that good. I don't need that. Whatever have you. She's like, well, just try it. So I tried it. And lo and behold, oh, you've been approved for this amount of money. I'm like, okay. So I was like, all right, I'm going to be, I said to myself at that time, I'm going to be responsible. I'm only going to use this car when I need to. And once I use, I'm going to pay it off quickly. So I was doing pretty good. And then after that, you know, paying off, you know, the credit card on time, having good credit, that part, then there's like the other offers to come in. Hey, apply for a credit with us. Da, 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 da. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if I maintain that first one, I can do this for these other two or three. I'm fine. Well, that was a snowball effect, which, of course, put me in the situation I was in when I finally got to the green path. So it was just that was the experience starting off with that first credit card. Like at the time that uh, let's if we go like right before you you reached out to Green Path, do you recall how many accounts uh, that you had had at that point? Um, I think I had about eight accounts, eight credit cards. So, and I was doing I was doing pretty good in the beginning, paying everybody in a time, <clears throat> but then my eyes got bigger than my wallet, so I seen stuff just buying stuff. Just because I could do it, because I had the credit, and then I'd pay it, but then I, you know, I gotta pay this, and I can pay that, and trying to trying to juggle all that in one was a little bit, it was a little too much for me at the time. Hmm. And like, how did how did that affect you? Like, did did having as the debt had sort of snowballed, did it affect your mental health, your physical health, or anything like that at the time? It did. It did because it 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 put me in a state of worry where I couldn't sleep. Like I'm scared that they're gonna come garnish my checks or you know, God forbid, if something happened to my job, I lose my job, then what? Then I'd be really stuck in a rock and a hard place. So it, it was a lot of it was a lot of stress on me um, mentally um, and physically because I would kind of get sick at times, just worrying about paying those bills. Um, and this is a situation I put myself, and I can't blame anybody else but myself because I put myself in that situation. So that it was a stressful time at the moment before I found Green Path. Yeah, and and you didn't find us directly, so I understand you reached out to your credit union initially. Mm-hmm. So, what was the thinking there, like that led you to to because you you know it's it's not always the obvious thing as to who to reach out to. So, what did that go like? Just the fact that I felt my paycheck was going just paying these credit cards off, so I didn't have anything really left over for myself, you know, to enjoy anything. If I want to go out, I could wait. I couldn't do it because I had to pay these bills. So. That was the point where I said, I have got to take control of my financial situation because I can't keep going on like this. It's not healthy. It's not wise. You know, getting older, I need to, you know, focus on the future and not worry about this little shiny toy over here or what I can get this credit card right now. So what did you have any expectations as to what might happen when you talk to the representative at the credit union? Um, I was a, a little hesitant at first. I was like, oh, we'll have to pay a lot of money like up front or how's this whole credit process work paying stuff off? That was my only hesitation. But once I talked to the person at my credit union, she kind of explained to me what it was. It's a program they put you on. They give you a certain um, based off, you know, what you can afford with your income. They put you on kind of like a budget of what you can pay to each creditor. And then she put my mind at ease by doing that. So were you expecting like, 
a referral per se, or did the initial call to the credit union, was that going to, were you hoping that it might've been like a loan or something like that? No, just a referral referral. Cause I didn't want, I, I did go down looking at loan routes. I'm like, mm, I don't think I want to do that either. Cause I feel like that's just another hole you're getting yourself into. So I was like, you know, let me just ask around and, you know, see if I could, somebody can refer me to something. I mean, I looked online for these, these different places, but they didn't seem, they didn't seem, some seem a little shady to me, to be honest with you. So I was like, just go to my credit union. They should probably have some kind of direction they help you because it's a credit union. So that's what I did. Yeah, right. Because it's not hard to find debt help, but it can be hard to find legitimate debt help for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so now you, you have this uh, conversation with someone at Green Path. What was that experience like for the first time? It was a really easy process. Um, I wasn't nervous at first. I was just like, okay, fill this form out. They ask you all these questions. You know, how many, how many credit cards do you have? Do you have the statements? You know, let's get them all in the system so we can calculate what we need. Um, but yeah, it was a very easy process. It wasn't anything really tedious I had to do. Um, they kind of pretty much did the work for you, especially with figuring out what you can, with their calculations of how much to pay this person, how much to pay that person. So it was a very easy, seamless experience, which I appreciate. I don't like difficult. <laughs> mm -hmm. So like you had a conversation, they, they kind of constructed the plan for you. What did it take to, like, what were the steps to be able to sign up for the plan? Just to go on and fill out, of course, the application or what, what not have you, and then send them over any of your statements that you've had from your credit card bills. Um, that was pretty much it. Just give your information. And then, like I said, they do the calculations and they ask you, like, the, the plan that you can, you're, you're going to be on, they ask you, can you afford this much? And if you can't afford that much, and they we work it to see what you can afford. And for me, it was easier to have it setting up where they would take instead of taking the chunk one lump sum they split it up so i had you know between my both pay periods i pay half on this pay period and half on the other pay period so that helped out a lot and i didn't feel like i was missing any money because it was just going i didn't even think about it it was already set up automatically to go to them so yeah it was pretty easy it's a good process yeah so like automatic and spread out so at any given pay period it wasn't as much of a chunk as it might have been yeah um what did you think, you know, when, when you had first signed up, was there any difference between what you expected out of the program? Not just the 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 process of making the payments, but how it worked with the credit cards, the payment arrangements, how they would get paid. Was there any difference between what you expected and how it actually turned out to be as it did play out? No, it just it it just kind of it was just like seamless again. It just it worked out. Um, it was I was, th I was thinking at first, I said, well, if they could figure out how to do this, why can't I figure out how to do it? You know what I mean? But I guess on the back end, how they, you know, work with the creditors, they have that relationship with them to work it out where it's feasible for the consumer, I guess myself, to easy to make the payments. So that process, I don't know their magic they have on that end, but it worked well for me and I hope it works well for others. But it wasn't I wasn't expecting anything another just to get my debt paid down. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that process that you speak of, right? It's, you know, what would that look like if you had reached out to them directly? As you mentioned, you had like eight cards. Yeah. It's and I and I was a counselor, right? It it would have been I probably much more than eight different phone calls back mm -hmm. and forth, 
some of them might have offered something. It may not have been the same. Some of them may not. Uh, and then, of course, you still would have been juggling all the payments, which is, of course, yeah. every bit the stress of, of that, yeah. right? Exactly. That, that's what I did not want. So I was like, I need help. Somebody help me. So <laughs> I couldn't do it. I mean, if it was maybe one or two bills, uh, but eight, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So now you mentioned having the, the payments that were like spread out per pay period. Did that have any influence on what your budget actually looked like at that point? Did your approach to budgeting change at all? It did. So I felt by doing that, I actually had, when I sat down and did all of my calculations, all my bills and everything in that, I actually had money that I could actually put aside each pay period for savings for myself or for a rainy day. So that helped out a lot. It's like this whole crazy financial budgeting thing that they did together help me with not only that, but with my other stuff in my life as well. That makes sense. It just, it just like the gates opened up and everything was like, okay, well, I have this, I can put this, this here, this is here. And I still have money to live on until the next pay period. I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck. So it, it relieved a lot of stress that way as well, financial wise. Yeah. It, it's, it's almost like you, earlier you described sort of a snowball of how your debt accumulated and this seems like the same thing in reverse where once the debt was addressed that you kind of had i guess not just the money but it it feels from what i'm hearing from you is sort of like the mental bandwidth to be able to deal with the rest of your finances Mm -hmm. it's almost like (laughs) when i had all the credit cards i was being like a juvenile just being crazy and frivolous and then now that i had the the, um, green path i was like i grew up to financial awareness i'm now on another level so <laughs> it was weird but yeah that's how i felt so it, yeah. it's interesting right because it's like i'm sure you had those goals going in to begin with but it's it's funny as how like the discipline and the structure of a plan in essence just almost forces it but ultimately you're still the one making those changes right so exactly exactly yeah yeah um, all right. So we've painted a rosy picture, but I mean, life happens, right? So did you experience any challenges during your debt repayment journey at all? Or? Um, I don't, I really feel like I didn't have any challenges. I mean, there may have been maybe I overextended myself on something else that maybe I had to re like structure a payment, maybe one or two, but other than that, it didn't really affect me in any way in a negative way like you know what I mean it was just I knew I had I, I took that first step of the responsibility of setting it up finding the help responsibility of setting the payments up so I took that responsibility and I just rolled with it and just I didn't even think about it you know what I mean it's like it's done just pay it it's coming out you know what's coming out you know what's coming out don't do anything else with that money so there it is so no nothing really bad on that aspect on that end and and did you receive any support? And I'm not specifically talking about financial support, but was there any support coming from friends or family during this process at all for you? Oh yeah, my husband supported me very well, highly. He now he he's more he's good with budgeting his money. He's like the finance budget guy, so I'm like I need to learn from him. But anyway, um, he you know he just encouraged me. He's like I'm glad you're getting your debt paid off. It's good because you know we want to do more things. You know take vacations more. And do stuff with our money and you have to worry about paying these credit cards off. And I mean, once I paid them off, it's like, okay, where are we going now? We got this extra money, we can do this. But still being mindful of not trying to get in that trap again. 
with those credit cards. You know, once they're done, they're done. I don't want anything to do with them. Just done. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's very supportive. Mm, so still dreaming big, but in a very different way with money <laughs> saved versus yes. buying it now and figuring it out later sort of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as you sit here today and has your program finished? Are you still on the debt management program or? I'm done. Paid off. Done. Could be more happy about it. Yeah. So what was that day like when when you found out that the program oh, was finished? Oh, I celebrated and I called him and I said, how much just to verify the last payment? I said, I can finally pay like a lump sum of my last payment off. I said, is this the correct amount? Oh, yes. I'll say, go ahead and take the money out of my account. So they did it like the next day. And it felt like this big weight just lifted off my chest, like it's finally done. I'm good. It's a great experience to know that it's done and over with. Now I can breathe. Sigh of relief. So yeah, it was it was a good day. It was a very good day. I can imagine. I can imagine. And like you you had gotten used to making these payments over the course of a number of years towards the debt. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened with the money that was allocated to the debt after you were done with the program? So you mean like the money that I would continue to pay if I was paying on the, the program still? Oh, I don't even think about that. It's kind of going towards savings now. So I said, well, sis, I'll just keep it up. So I just have the same amount of money going towards other things to build my money up instead of it going out the window. So that's how I look at it that way. It's amazing, right? Because, right, that's something, as you said, that you already got used to anyway, and you still have other goals, which we're going to get into a little bit more in a second. Um, Actually, that's my next question. Um, (laughs) What are some of your financial goals in the coming months and year? So some of my financial goals, of course, is to, you know, keep getting that, the snowball effect in a good way, getting my money and building up, um, like I said, for rainy days, because you never know what's going to happen. Also, with, you know, the whole, because I'm still paying off student loans as well. So I know that's coming back up again. So whatever money I've allocated, that can go towards my student loans and just keep paying those off so I get that paid down as well. So that's what my goal is for, that's the goal right now I'm focused on is that. So I don't have to worry about that as well because I know they're coming up and it's going to be, whatever's going to be, I'm just going to pay them and move on with it. So that's what that's the future right now. So let's get paid off. <laughs> yeah. So your goal with the student loans is just as aggressively as possible to to pay them mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So as we sit here, we're recording here in August. Um, I know the payments are going to start up, I think, around October, November, something like that coming up in a few yeah. months here. Probably by the time this episode airs, they yeah. will have or will about to start for a lot of people. Um was that important for you to have the fact that the student loans were on hold? Did that help you with regards to being able to focus on your credit card debt over? Yes, over time? a lot, a lot. That was one less thing I need to worry about. Um, but, you know, after, you know, since I've been saving up after the program ended, the lump sum, like, again, I said I could put, put that towards that, which would help out a lot. So that was one stress reliever. Will I get stressed out now with the loans? Probably, but I don't think it'll be as intense as it was with the credit cards because I know what I need to do and I know I need to stay focused on doing that. So I think I should be okay. Yeah. And I also imagine it helps that your your student loans were for the purpose of going to school. So there's hopefully less regret than I was hearing from you with regards to the credit card purchases. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What are you uncertain about when it comes to money? Um, hmm, that's a good question. 
Will I always have money? Will I have a job to continue earning money? Um, is a dollar going to be worth anything in the next couple of years? I mean, you hear all those stories about Bitcoin and all this stuff, and I don't know all of that, get all the ends, all that, but just I want to make sure that whatever is going to happen, that we'll have it and we need it, we can use it for whatever comes up and not to ever feel without. Because that's a scary feeling to wake up one day, you don't have anything. You know, how are you going to pay your rent? You can't pay your rent, you don't have any money. So just to make sure that I keep focused and um, continue to do what I need to do to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, and it's, it sounds like savings being such an important goal of yours it would help to protect against that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so my next question is, what are some of your long-term dreams? And I want to kind of ask two parts of that question, right? So you, you mentioned, so I'm assuming in what you explained that you and your husband obviously work together, but it sounds like you have somewhat different budget and finances, you know, as you tackle the debt. So are there long-term dreams that, that you have personally years down the road? And are there joint dreams that you and your husband have, have talked about? Yeah. So this would be like a two-part, you know, of course, I want to finish um, school because I'm finishing up my last little bit in school. Finish that up. And then I would love, 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 love to retire early if I could. I um, don't know if that'll happen, but we'll see. Um, and then... To retire and move to Hawaii is my dream. So I know for, you know, I need to buckle down. And that's another reason I need to buckle down and get everything in order. So if that does come to fruition, we can do that. You know, sell the house here, move to Hawaii. You know, I know it's expensive as hell, but um, hopefully, you know, if that's going to come true, it's going to come true. Just making sure we're financially stable. And don't have to worry about where the dollar's coming. You know, you have your 401ks, you have your retirement, you have all that. But is that really going to be guaranteed when it's time for me to retire? We don't know. You know what I mean? Because you don't know what's going to happen in the future with whatever's going on. So that is a long-term goal that we both have. Mm. So you're trying to put yourself in a position to hopefully do that. And if... Mm -hmm external factors don't support that you obviously there's still other retirement goals that you ha you guys have talked about as well yeah exactly. yeah okay um so i know originally before we spoke mm -hmm. you had spoken to one of my colleagues about your experience working with green path so what was your inspiration for sharing your story with others i know a lot of our clients will get these requests and I'm sure a lot of them, for various reasons, aren't comfortable talking about it. So what, what caused you to pick up the phone and talk to us? Because I, I want to be, if someone could learn from me and my mistakes or whatever I went through, I want someone else to, to know that this is real. They are there to help you. They're not there to take your money or, you know, be in, in any type of way. They are there to help you so you can live like you're supposed to live, you know, worry-free. Um, they provide great counseling. They always send me like little emails and little things about different programs. And it's more than just a debt, you know, a debt company. I mean, they have other things you can talk to them about in that aspect. So I just want to be, you know, take from my story. If it helps anybody, I'm all for it. You know, like they say, each one teach one. So that's why I was, didn't hesitate when they called and asked me to go ahead and do this. Yeah. And and, and it is, you know, money is often a taboo subject in our culture. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? 
I think some people, I, I don't know what it is about money, but you know how they say money is the root of all evil? I mean, either for good or bad, but I, I just, it's just a subject that people, a lot of people don't touch on. I don't know why. I can't really answer that in a direct way. It's just either you have it or you don't have it. And if you have it, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to use it wisely or are you going to be frivolous with it? So it, it's, just, it's a, just a touchy subject, I guess, to some people. Has it always, have you always been open about talking about it? Or like if we would have rewound to when you were at your state of like being overwhelmed with credit card debt, how comfortable would you have been talking about it at that moment? Probably not. Because it's kind of, if, if, if I think about it, it's kind of embarrassing. It's like, how do you just let yourself get in such a debt like that? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you've got to be smarter than that. So at that time, I probably been like, no. But then, you know, once the program started and I start seeing changes of, of, you know, me being able to save more and how the program works, I was like, oh, I have to talk about this because I don't want anybody else to go through this. I know people go through it every day. It's not nothing new, you know. So, you know, it, it's stressful on yourself. It can be stressful on your marriage, stressful on anything because it's something you don't want to have to worry about. You shouldn't have to worry about money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, everything you should be able to just not focus so much on that it's there it's there it's not let's try to get some but you shouldn't have to focus on worrying about it debt wise yeah yeah and you you spoke of uh it could be stressful in a marriage were were you already married at the time that the debt had accumulated and started so like Mm -hmm. what was that experience like for you and and your 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 recollection of, of how your husband was handling things so to be honest with you, I mean, he knew I was in debt, but I don't think he knew how much debt I was really in because I kind of kept that away from him because um, it was my it's independent. It was my problem. So let me handle it. Um, I didn't ask him for help because, like, again, it was my problem. It wasn't his. But I didn't let him know the extent of it. But he knew I was in debt. Mm. So, so ha- has it changed things like as you have gotten in a better position to be more open about your situation or? It has. It has. Like, I, you know, after I got paid off, I told him the full extent and he's like, oh, that's a lot. But I'm glad you got it paid. And I was more open to him about it, you know, not how to how it happened again. And he gave me a little school in as he does. But, um, yeah, it was, it was easier, easier that way than me saying it up front. Well, I'm in this much debt. I don't know what to do. And no, that's not me. So, yeah, but it's, it's a lot better. That's great to hear. Um, what advice would you have for your younger self? If they offer you a credit card, say no. No. Um, for my younger self, I would probably say to think wisely, do you really need this card? And are you going to use it or are you going to, or if you're going to use it, use it correctly and wisely. If you don't need it, then don't get it. It's not worth it. You don't need it. So that's what I would tell myself. Be wise with your decisions when it comes to credit and credit cards and so forth. And then a similar question, uh, aside from calling GreenPath, what advice do you have for someone who is experiencing financial stress? Um, sit down, take a look at all your the bills that you have with that. Um, if you if you are the, the mathematician, wizard, financial person in your mind, you can figure it out to yourself. Go, by all means, do it. But just take a look back and think of how much of a relief it would be for you not to worry about it. Um, you know, calling for someone on someone who can offer you help and advice about getting your financial situation order is paramount. So if, 
that's a route I think you should probably take if you can't figure things out on your own, if you're so stressed out about it. Mm, to just sort of have that vision of what the future could look like, basically. Correct. Yeah. Um, so we're doing so good with time. I'm going to try something totally different. Let's see how this goes. No pressure. I'm going to flip it around. What question, if you could ask me anything as the podcast host, knowing I've talked to a lot of people in similar situations. I was a counselor for, for nine years as well. Mm-hmm. What question do you have for me? So you were a counselor with Green Path as well in the past. What was your experience with dealing with people? Have you, okay, back up. Have you ever dealt with someone who had so much debt that they felt like they're at their end's rope, that they know what else to do, and you guys, you guys just kind of whipped them into shape and said, we're just we're going to do, we're going to do this, so let's, let's go. Every, every day, and the thing of it was, is because, you know, we were talking earlier that people don't talk about their money, um, because those conversations were not half happening, when I would meet with someone, and I used to do a lot of um, counseling in person in the New York City area. So we're in closed doors. This is the first time a lot of p- individuals were having these conversations. You yourself just even shared, like, you weren't really open necessarily with your husband um, initially. And so one of the things I would always hear is, like, this is the worst situation you've ever seen, right? And, of course, it wasn't. I had maybe five other similar conversations that same day, but no one knows it. And honestly, that was one of my inspirations for starting this podcast is because I kind of knew the secret that everyone's in the same boat. But at the same time, unless we air these stories, how is anyone really going to to know that? So. That's good that you're doing this. I think this helps a lot of people really listen to it or not. I think this will help some other people, you know, because I think some people are actually blind to how much debt they are in. Right. It's kind of like, oh, I know I have it, but it'll get paid. It just keeps getting shoved underneath the door. And it's like, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, if you don't pay this now, you could lose something. Like, you could lose your house or you could lose your car. It's just I don't think a lot of people realize what they're in or they're in denial you know what I mean so again like I said I, I was in a little bit of denial just thinking I could pay it uh, you know but then it got crazy so that's interesting and then did you like doing that as a, a counselor debt counselor was that something you really enjoyed doing absolutely yeah I mean I, I did it for a number of years I will say that my sort of end of my counseling tenure sort of uh, coincided with the housing crisis in like 2008, 2009, 2010. And that was a much more difficult period because, you know, there was always options on the table for people. But during that period where the unemployment rate was a lot higher, the ability to keep one's home was sometimes not always possible depending on their situation. Whereas in the past, it was always easier to say, okay, maybe consider a second job or a variety of other options. Even bankruptcy is a last resort. Not the ideal option, but still a way to wipe the slate clean. Suddenly faced with individuals that really the only option was to lose their home, but how do they do that gracefully? Which I still took uh, with, you know, I held in esteem as to how how I would help support them through that. But that was obviously very stressful uh, to, to go through. And that's what actually led me to the the next role where I went out in the community and I gave different presentations because I was trying to catch people earlier in the process before it it reached that. So, 
it was very fulfilling, but yeah, for real, it's, it was stressful, you know, as yeah. those, those options got more limited. Yeah, I can imagine. And I can imagine maybe, cause I know working with, with people and if you're a people person like I am, hearing these stories of people coming on with their, their situations, I know it kind of has to pull your heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. It's like, whoa. So I don't know how you handle that, but I think for me, I'd probably be crying on the phone with them. I'm so sorry you're in this situation, but yeah, I know it has to, it's probably tough at some times just dealing with that with different clients. Yeah, because you're trying to meet people where they're at. And like one of the things I tried to do is be with them there in that moment as much as I could. You know, I may have had five or six appointments, you know, and people I would talk to every day. But to them, that was the single most important thing they were probably doing that day. But also for my own mental health is just you have to put up that boundary. It's like when the day is over, when that appointment is over, you have to do your best to turn the page. Not always easy, of course, um, but that's sort of like the balancing act that our that our wonderful counselors do every day. So um, through these stories, I try to honor all the great work that's that's still happening. Uh, I know you've completed your program, but obviously so many people are still experiencing um, getting out of debt with Green Path as well. So um, yeah. is there any 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 uh, last thoughts that you'd like to add, Bernita? No, I think this is awesome that you guys are doing this. Um, I hope my voice reaches somebody who's in need and, you know, trying to find that way to get their their debt cleared and free mind and heart with that. So I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to me and, you know, whatever you guys need thing else, I'll be glad to talk about it more. Green Pass, great. I love it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Renita. You're welcome. joined by my co-host Omari. Thank you as always for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, and we're, we've just been listening to Renita's uh, story and there were a couple of themes that we wanted to lift up. One was sort of what she was experiencing before uh, she reached out to her credit union and eventually Green Path. And the other kind of involves with that transition as she was getting things under control. Um, so the first thing is as she was started to get overwhelmed with her debt. It started to affect her mental health, her physical health. And and she spoke a lot about being in this sort of constant state of worry, having difficulty sleeping. And I wanted to know um, you had some thoughts related to that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is uh, maybe a relatable space that many of us have been in um, as we sort of continue to um, develop our understanding of mental health um, in America. Uh, I think that many of us have learned that we have uh, you know, uh, to monitor things like anxiety in a lot of different spaces, money being one of the most uh, prevalent. One such example, and I talked, I used to talk to clients about this all the time, um, is sort of the um, unwillingness or fear around being daily or uh, actively checking your balances and making sure that you that you are reviewing your finances on a daily basis because of how much anxiety it induces. 
Um, and that was a tough thing for me to get clients to to agree to. And it's even something that I still struggle with now. And I'm I'm someone who has experience um, as a financial educator and a financial uh, coach. So um, certainly can relate to that. And I'm sure many of us can, uh, many of the listeners can. And I don't really know if there's a solution for that, you know, that's specific to the financial wellness piece. I mean, you know, we neither of us are, are mental health professionals, but, um, you know, it's, it's just an interesting intersection where financial health and mental health uh, sort of um, engage in a way that can sometimes be really stressful for folks. Yeah, and I, I know everyone has a different journey, and it sounded like in Renita's case that that anxiety started to relieve itself once she had a plan in place. And in, in her mm-hmm. case, it happened to be a plan in, with Greenpath. As I sit here and record this, I actually woke up just last morning at like five o'clock in the morning with money-related anxiety. And how I I tried to navigate that, and I re- report back to this morning, I, I slept like a baby, um, was figuring out a plan. And that, that was what was keeping me up of just all this like ambiguity of what am I going to do? How's this going to play out? How's that going to play out? And so, you know, again, everyone has a, a different solution, is in a different situation. But in my case, having something like it literally involved me like opening up a spreadsheet and kind of trying to predict things as much as I can. And life is unpredictable, obviously. But I tried to kind of minimize all the uncertainty as much as I could. And that that seemed to kind of put me at ease, kind of pushed me towards having some uncomfortable conversations with other people in my life, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, again, it's it's Every situation is different. Every situation, some might be more complicated than others. But I think to your point where you were talking earlier of just it can be really scary to look at numbers that might be depressing, but sometimes kind of confronting that head on, whatever that looks like, and sometimes with support um, can can be huge. Um, Another thing that she talked about is as she went through the process of getting her debt under control, she used something to the effect of she felt like she went from a juvenile to an adult when she started the debt management plan. I was wondering if you could uh, react to that a little bit. Yeah, um, it, it's really kind of similar to what you were just mentioning around how getting a system in place or being a part of some sort of plan uh, can provide some relief to that anxiety. Uh, the debt management program is such a system um, and it also is a system that engages itself in sort of this, uh, you know, this idea of handling business and being, uh, a, to borrow a millennial phrase, since I'm I'm a millennial myself, this idea of adulting, right, where you've engaged in this system that's going to help you get your life together, it's going to help you get your debt together, you're going to be, you're going to, you, you're able at this point to see sort of the light at the end of the tunnel, and if I follow this system, I'm going to be able to arrive at a place where I've handled a thing, I've I've gotten over, um, or I've gotten under control this thing that sort of represents adulthood and growing up for many folks in my generation. Yes, just another example of how, even though these stories, this story happened to focus on one's journey, uh, paying down their debt using a debt management program that GreenPath administered, the bigger picture aspect of it is having a system in place, having a plan in place. And by doing so, it could really reap so much benefits in, in one's life. 
So, Omari, uh, as always, I, I really appreciate uh, your insights today and for reflecting on some of what we just listened to in Renita's story. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's episode. Special thanks to Hero, whose music will play us out. I hope each of you enjoy your journey of financial wellness as much as your destination. Welcome back, Hero.